Life Audio. Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. On today's episode, we wanted to deal with the role of philosophy and metaphysics in Christian apologetics. The role of philosophy and metaphysics in Christian apologetics. And after a word from our sponsors, we'll get started on the topic today. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. And so what is philosophy? That's the first question we need to look at is what is uh, philosophy? And the origins of the term philosophy is a combination of two Greek words, philio meaning love and sophia, which means knowledge. So as a result, philosophy simply means the love of wisdom or the love of knowledge, the type of wisdom alluded to by this word, deals with much more than intellectual uh, assent or uh, intellectual collection of um, content. The wisdom which should be pursued in philosophy is applied wisdom. Applied wisdom uh, opens the portal of the mind to various philosophical principles such as uh, aesthetics or rather the nature of beauty or even logic, uh, a tool used to attain knowledge, and ethics, which is a set of rules that govern uh, proper behavior. So again, the wisdom that we must pursue uh, is applied wisdom, meaning wisdom that we can apply. And applied wisdom, again, opens the portal of the mind to various philosophical principles And under these principles uh, lie subject matters such as aesthetics, the nature of beauty, logic, a tool used to attain knowledge, and ethics, a set of rules that govern proper behavior. So in short, 
those who engage in philosophy must desire to obtain wisdom and be ready to apply it. Philosophers must have the capacity to understand wisdom and the skills to utilize it correctly. Because if we're talking about wisdom, we're not just talking about knowledge. We're talking about application of knowledge. And wisdom comes from God. So even though uh, many of us connect philosophy to secular um, proclivities or secular work, wisdom or philosophy, the love of wisdom, came from God. So this knowledge comes from God. What's happened is man has um, used or collected the, the data and information God has given us and misused it and misapplied it. So philosophy is not just reserved for, for the Greeks. It's not just reserved for Aristotle. It's not just uh, re- reserved for Socrates or Plato. Philosophy uh, is, is the love of wisdom, and all of us should love wisdom. But in our application of wisdom, God must be the foundation so we can apply it correctly. So philosophy compels the the individuals to think critically about the world around them. It's also a tool to discover truth claims. According to Dr. Norman Geisler, philosophy is an effort to engage in a rational and consistent examination of the truth claims of any system of belief. So that's a quote from the late Dr. Norman Geisler, uh, where he says, philosophy is an effort to engage in a rational and consistent examination of the true claims of, a, of any system of beliefs. And that's part of the problem in our society today is people just believe. They, uh, they, they, they don't seek out the truth claims of their belief system, of their worldview. They just accept anybody's uh, rhetoric or argument about a particular thing. And you may be saying, well, what's the big deal? Uh, Isn't that what faith is about? Uh, Faith is only good based on the object of your faith. If I have uh, faith in a tree, and I pray to that tree, and I worship that tree, that tree cannot respond. doesn't matter how earnest or how sincere I am, that that tree cannot respond and answer my prayers. However, if I use the same energy, if I use the same zeal toward uh, the Lord God um, and, and pray to him and worship him, and I'm fervent in my prayer and I have zeal towards my prayer, God can respond because he's God. So faith is only as good as the object of your faith. So man is able to use philosophy as a tool to research truth claims or propositions. Through sound deduction as well as induction, one can discover the validity of every truth claim. If you wish to unravel such truth claims as the origin of of man, they will need to employ philosophical methods. The goal of philosophy is to speculate or cause to know what is actually true. So, for example, philosophy incorporates natural science, uh, speculative science. This is where people create their own hypothesis. Uh, Metaphysics, 
And that word metaphysics simply means beyond the physical world because they all require use of wisdom. Many people do not think about it, but it's impossible to operate in this world without engaging in some form of philosophy. Studies in the area of philosophy attempts to uh, answer the questions dealing with primary and secondary causes. Existence, as an example, and all issues dealing with metaphysics. Again, metaphysics means beyond the physical world, things such as God's nature, things such as angels, things such as prayer, all of that exists under metaphysics because it it transcends the physical realm. Uh, Prayer must be investigated or looked at or talked about through a metaphysical lens because prayer is not a physical thing. So those things that exist out of the physical realm, uh, we categorize it under metaphysics. And epistemology is another big word. Don't, please don't be frightened by these words. Um, if, if, if you need to go back and listen to this again, you can. Epistemology basically means it's the nature of knowledge. So in other words, it's how we know, how human beings learn, how hu- human beings learn things and, and know things. That's just a fancy word, uh, is the, the study of knowledge or how we know things as human beings. So science requires that one develops a hypothesis. One cannot develop a hypothesis without thinking, without reasoning. Um, In addition, the scientists, as an example, cannot attempt to study everything. They must think through the approach and decide what to include or not to include in the investigation. Philosophy, according to the Jesuit writer Frederick uh, Copperston, should be uh, analyzed, rather, in a historical context. Copperston writes, there is continuity and connection and action and reaction to every thesis and antithesis. And no philosophy can be really be or really be understood unless it is seen in historical settings and in the light of its connection with other systems. It is easy to see in many aspects that contemporary philosophers are indebted to earlier philosophers. So as a result, philosophy grows because of human investigation. Philosophy is not stagnant. A theory that was accepted as the final answer to an inquiry is always open for debate based on later philosophies. However, one must avoid ascribing their own previous biases when trying to understand philosophical viewpoints of the past. We must place all writings in their proper context. And again, as a listener, as a Christian, you may be asking yourself, what's the relationship between my Christianity and philosophy? Well, for you to even make that statement requires philosophy because you're making uh, an an argument uh, to explain why or why not philosophy is necessary or not necessary to Christianity. So even though we don't like to use that term philosophy, we practice it every day. Let us take a break to recognize our sponsors, and we'll be right back. 
Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. In attempting to study and acquire answers from the world, we live in, uh, uh, we live in great, uh, or we, we have great thinkers that have utilized wisdom associated with science to attempt to answer all questions relative to our existence. On the other hand, philosophers such as uh, Thales did not limit themselves to just natural science and trying to discover the unity which held all things together. Thales, along with many uh, people that lived before Socrates, understood that some areas of intellectual pursuit resided outside the boundaries of the physical world. This is where metaphysics play a part. Remember I said metaphysics are those things that exist outside of the physical world. Uh, The nature of God, angels, prayers, miracles, those things that exist outside of the physical world. So uh, metaphysics as a subset of philosophy is where it exists. It it exists under uh, philosophy. It helps us to deal with questions uh, which natural science cannot answer. Again, metaphysics helps us, along with philosophy, helps us to deal with those questions that the physical world cannot answer. And that's the problem today is we are confusing different disciplines. Science has its place, but science has its limitations. Science cannot answer the existence of God. Science cannot uh, um, properly contextualize miracles. So when we try to use science to answer these questions, we run into problems. This is why you have anti-supernaturalists who argue, well, we can't prove miracles in a, in a scientific lab. That's true. You cannot um, conclude or prove the existence of miracles in the lab because miracles exist outside of the physical world. And this is where uh, theology comes into effect. You have science, you have theology, uh, you have all these other disciplines that answer questions within their limitations. So metaphysics simply means beyond the physical world. Many issues which must be faced by humanity can only be tackled by metaphysical methods. It can also be defined as the study of the cause of things that exist in the world. 
What's the goal? The goal of metaphysics is ultimately to unravel the first or secondary causes of all things in nature. So when we talk about first cause, God is the first cause of everything. And then secondary causes are those things caused by God that's put into motion and those things cause other things. So, for, for example, if God is the first cause, right, God is the first cause, so he caused us into existence, then man, man inherits the, call, uh, the effects from God, and then we cause other things to go into motion. So, when we talk about first and secondary cause, God is the primary cause of everything. He put everything into motion. He put everything in its place. So we, that are the effect, we are creating in its image, and we're able to create on a finite level. So then we're able to build skyscrapers, as an example. We're able to create automobiles. We're able to create airplanes. So God, then we become secondary causers, but God is the primary cause. The goal of metaphysics is ultimately to unravel the first or secondary causes. I said before, answers to topics such as the moral dilemma of euthanasia cannot be discovered through natural causes or or natural science, but only through metaphysics, which is a form of philosophy. So uh, it's interesting. um, A good friend of mine called me a few days ago, and he was asking me uh, about a moral dilemma. The doctors wanted to uh, take um, his mother um, off life support and induce um, euthanasia. And we had a discussion about that, about the, uh, about the ethical standards we have as Christians and what God expects for us to do. So you can't answer that type of uh, question through purely scientific means. It, it, it exists outside of the physical, scientific, or natural scientific world. Metaphysics deals with the area of philosophy, which addresses the issue of what it means to be, right, as human beings. Uh, when we look at it from a naturalistic perspective, uh, many people would just say that we're just um, a glob of dust or, or, or matter, or so atoms, and that's all there is to it, and there's no transcendent, moral code coming from a transcendent God. We're just atoms. We're just material. Some, some doctors actually believe that, that we're just uh, cosmic dust. We're just atoms. Uh, we, we, we're just um, uh, naturalistic entities put together, and we're not made by a transcendent God. We're not made by an intelligent designer, that uh, we're just here from a naturalistic perspective. And that's not true metaphysics, when we talk about things beyond the physical world, then we talk about the existence of God. That's where those questions lie. Uh, We talk about the existence of prayer. That's where those things lie. They all lie under metaphysics. Uh, Who are we? What makes a human a human? What makes a man a man? What makes a woman a woman? What makes us be? And that's what metaphysics deal with. Uh, Metaphysics deal with uh, things that be, uh, exist beyond the physical world, but also uh, our nature, uh, the human nature, animalistic nature, the vegetative nature. All of these are answered under the metaphysics discipline. 
How do we get here? What is real and not real? Is reality one or many? What is material or incorporeal? Uh, incorporeal meaning non-material. Also, metaphysics can answer questions dealing with the role of the mind, how it relates to senses as Plato attempted to unravel. Many uh, philosophers have engaged in metaphysics in order to further their inquiries. An examiner, in his quest to find the primary source of all things, he posed a question. And so listen to this question. He said, what is true about all things? Science, right? And, and, and that was his question. What is true about all things? That's a good question. Uh, but science may be able to answer part of his inquiry, but not all of it. Moral truth cannot be investigated through a telescope, nor can it be ascertained via a sophisticated high technological lab. Moral truth must be looked at and yielded through metaphysical means. This is assuming the person asking the question uses the correct approach during the process of deduction. So again, the mistake many people are making is they're trying to answer metaphysical questions by purely scientific means, and you cannot do that. Science cannot prove the existence of God again. Science cannot prove the existence of prayer. Science cannot prove the existence of angels. These questions must be answered through metaphysical disciplines. So again, the term metaphysics is sometimes also defined as the study of being. As such, we must use metaphysics in order to rationally unravel the complexities of questions that surrounds the nature of being. Again, the late Dr. Norman Geisler said, physics is the study of being insofar as it is physical. Mathematics is the study of being insofar as it is quantifiable. So likewise, metaphysics is the study of being as far as it is being. So in other words, metaphysics cover areas that deal with things that exist, whether it's material or non-material. It also deals with subject matters that are both invisible as well as visible. Thought processes and ideas are addressed under the discipline of metaphysics. Issues dealing with abstract math, science, and ethics are all covered under metaphysics. Men throughout history have attempted to answer the question, what does it mean to be? What is being? How does something be or not be? What is the role of science of sense perception as it relates to its existence? These are questions that must be searched within the scope of metaphysics. Finally, another area in the field of philosophy is this big word epistemology, which is basically the nature of knowledge or how we know. Epistemology is a study of nature of knowledge. In other words, how do we come to know something and how can knowledge be justified? What can one do to obtain knowledge? Where does knowledge take place? This is epistemology, and it addresses concerns dealing with sense perception. How do we come to know things as human? As humans, we don't learn things the same way that animals learn things. Are we born with a priori information, or do we learn everything once we get here? Is it experiential? It allows us to deal with certainty and doubt. Can we trust our senses? 
in regards to what is actually real or are we being deceived? Do our eyes perceive the actual things around us or are the information already stored on our minds and are revealed to us as we encounter various things? Also, how can we know something for sure? Certainty. Epistemology allows us the ability to understand if certain propositions are true or not true. In the field of epistemology, there are different schools of thought such as existentialism, uh, empiricism, uh, mysticism, rationalism, agnosticism, phenomenology, and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we, we're getting really close to Halloween, and um, many of us will be dealing with the occultic influences and to address those questions about uh, the worshiping of uh, the occultic world, uh, uh, worship of, of, of demons, and all of these things that we see dur- during Halloween, this falls under epistemology um, in terms of how, how we're able to uh, know these things, how we're able to learn, and how we're able to answer certain things. So epistemology affords us the ability to study the cognitive process of human beings. We can study the methods and, search and sources used by earlier thinkers to formulate their theories. Also, it opens the door to different advances in medicine and education in particular. If we can learn some things about how we know, it will certainly help us in treating psychotic patients as well as students, as, for example, uh, that experience in uh, dyslexia or patients. So, uh, Epistemology concerning Christianity is important. The Bible contains verses which touch on the issues of knowledge. It's clear that in order to believe in God, one must have a prior knowledge of him. One cannot accept someone whom they know nothing about. Paul presents an epistemological question in the book of Romans when he asks, how then should they believe in him, God, of whom they have not heard? It's also obvious to see how epistemology can aid us when it comes to theology. A great part of philosophy has to deal with logic. Using logic assists us with knowing. Knowing how to think correctly can bring us closer to understanding the will of God as well as his purpose. I hope this information is helpful. I pray that you're able to use it in your daily walk. And again, we thank you all so much for praying for Sound Reasoning Ministries as we continue to train Christians. If you'd like to support us financially, we need your support. Uh, please go online to srministries.org and you can donate there. Remember to do for the truth what so many people do for a lot. God bless. Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy messages has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. 
Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. And that's all. No matter what you're going through, you are not alone. Sis, if you've experienced pain in your father-daughter relationship, I want you to know that you are loved and seen. I'm Kia Stevens, host of the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, and I created my show to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. Join me for encouragement, wisdom, and scripture. Just search Hope for Women with Father Wounds on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcasts.